From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D. and today is Sunday, August the 6th, 2017. As, as you know, every Sunday we have with us Mr. Rice. And I just want to say that uh, everything that you hear are opinions only, and no one is giving out legal advice or professional tax uh, information or advice. 
So we're dealing with opinions. And uh, Mr. Rice, how are you doing this Sunday, this August Sunday? This is a beautiful August Sunday for Mr. Rice. Excellent. This is a beautiful. We actually have our 45th uh, reunion, but of course I'm not going to go. Um, oh. Maybe another. Maybe another, maybe maybe on the 50th. <laughs> see where how is going to do. I see him do okay. it through the year. Well, this is a beautiful Sunday. Re- what, what kind of reunion is it? Oh, Cash Tech, class of 72. Oh, okay. okay. The, the good old Cash Tech, not the new one. The good old Not Cash the new Tech. one. Okay. <laughs> All right. They, they kind okay. of changed it in 73. Uh, it's, the school kind of got changed. They brought in the ninth graders. But anyway, whole different subject there. Oh, so that's you. That's where all the the brainy kids, the smart children, went to Cass Tech in Detroit. Yeah, in Detroit. Yeah, at the time you had mm-hmm. to have a three point three point oh average and higher to get into mm-hmm. it when I went in. And then this average you had to have in junior high school. So before you got to high school, you had to have that carry that average, that minimum average. And uh, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, Easy school either. Um, wow, some of the mm-hmm. teachers was really crazy. However, it, you, you become very disciplined, very disciplined. I remember I got yeah. a C in one. I got a C in one class, and they called me down to the counselor like, uh, "You got a problem, Mr. Wright? Oh my God! <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm new in the school. I'm not used to all this homework and. I mean, back then we had no backpacks. I don't know why we never had backpacks at that at that time. So you have five or six books under your arm carrying them. Oh my God! Those that heavy was books. The yeah, heavy, heavy books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you see where I where I came from, and it was, and we, that was you had to bus to get to it most of it because it was on mm-hmm. a, you know, way it was downtown. I wasn't nowhere near downtown. That was the only school you can go to that wasn't in your uh, precinct. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But it, yeah. was, it was beautiful. Beautiful people, very beautiful people. Most of them was very okay. religious. I, every time I go visit a different church, I, in, in the choir was uh, members, you know, people I've seen in school, you know. So okay. we, just smile. we just smile at each other. We were all with a one mindset. Excellent. Anyhow. Excellent. Other than that, we had a very interesting week. Um, okay. There's something I wanted to discuss. One of the things, the items I want to do, and thank you, some of your listeners uh, contacted me. It was a group, <laughs> group of five, and I went on this, this one in Zoom, which is so nice. It was, I, I mean, first time on it, I was learning it, Zoom. Um, it's free. Apparently, it is free, and you could do conferencing. I like it because you can have uh, you do screen sharing similar to uh, Skype, and uh, it is similar similar to Skype because you can see the people that's online there and transfer files. Although my files went transfer, I don't know what was it couldn't transfer okay. on, the, on the queue where everyone could see it. But that was a very good program. Um, and I, I charge, again, $25 a person, you know, and they, mm-hmm. they got okay. a good deal. The problem is we talk five and a half hours. <laughs> you know, we got had to cut down this this conversation. But wow. Really me, so they, 
Five, how many hours again? Five and a half. Well, Jody Ford's been three and a half, so we talk two and a half hours, two hours later. The problem is that after you we talk, I get emails from the, from the same folks with like five and six questions. Wait a minute. Hold on a minute here. Wow. For 25 bucks? Yeah. And and I still and then you still coming at me and the same thing I'm telling telling to our listening audience out there, come on, you got questions. It don't cost you nothing to ask them now. Why you want me to right. spend my time and then don't want to compensate me in it in any way, you know, um, throw right. anything this way, and ask your personal questions and stuff like you know, how do I get my brother out of jail? I don't want to go there. I'm here to save mm-hmm. you. You save yourself right. first and worry about everybody else. Like, then you could save them because you know what to do because you've done it. You have mm-hmm. to take care of yourself first. You only, When you wake up in the morning and look in the mirror, there's only one individual in front of that mirror. That's you. Mm-hmm. You need to get yourself together. All those other folks that made mistakes, let them learn. When when they have the time, and they have plenty of time in there, so I don't know how you can get information to them, but nonetheless, let them do their thing, but it's so important that you do your thing first instead of focus on other folks, you know? Do your thing and then, first. And it, and it is people out there that that's what they focus on, getting people out of jail, so they need to connect with those people. Uh, yeah, you know who that's what they do. Right, you. I, I know step a couple of more groups. You know more. So they they do that because mm-hmm. they got a lot of their friends in jail, hmm. so they mm-hmm. have to learn how to get them out. But the point is being that I'm I'm up here looking at financial freedom for you, the, the, the yeah. listening audience. Financial freedom, debt free. Because as long as you're in debt, you are serving another master. And according to God, you can't have any other gods before him. So debt means you're serving another master. So you need to get out of debt. And that's what I'm trying to help you to do, to get out of debt. Ask your questions. Write them down. What you have through the the week, write them down. Then ask them when the show comes on, please. Because the questions you asking, I'm pretty sure there's some other folks on the other that can benefit from it. Yeah, I want. I don't want to keep saying the same thing over and over and over on email, Skype, the things that you could have asked, and I could have just said it right there in a few words. With throw some logs up there. Now, please don't don't be contacting me, calling me, whatever. And now have a pencil on paper. Please don't do that. You know, don't call while you're driving your car. That is not working. I'm going to give you things you need to write down. So be in a nice room, nice cool room with a pencil and paper because Mr. Rice always going to give you some kind of rules backing up what he's talking about. So you can do your own due diligence after we complete our conversation. Now you can read and do your own research, whether you believe what the law that I gave, not believing. Find one that support your idea. If you're not going to use my law for that I support that I use to support myself, then find your own. And then call me back and let me know. Oh, well, this sounds like it's a little bit better, Mr. Rice, than the one you gave me. I have no problem. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem criticism, though. 
you know, I'm not going to be sensitive, so don't you be sensitive. I've been told I am not a sensitive person, so don't be sensitive with me, you know. I call it, but it's mama, you call it tough love, tough love. Right. And believe me, I got a lot of that in a school where I had to retain the 3.0 average and above. Tough love. There was no lazy nothing in this house, period. Right. No, right. no lazy nothing. So anyway, that's and one you, of the and you had to have, And you had to have discipline to be able to keep that that at point average up to and to be able to stay at that school. Yeah. It, it, it was it was beautiful. It, it was the discipline. And then when I left the, uh, high school, I went into the Air Force. And guess what I did? I put the nuclear warhead on a Minuteman missile. Believe me, half, most blacks at the time couldn't even get past <laughs> the, uh, what they call, what they come going to your house and Passing, uh, getting um, clearance. Couldn't even pass a clearance. They mm-hmm. thought it was in security. But mm-hmm. it was so funny. I, you know, I'm in a very critical situation, and um, you know, didn't have a record or nothing. So it made it quite easy to deal with military and its discipline. And I would grow yeah. up, and I was five years old. We were always to say yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Period. To anyone that was older, older than us, if I was in church and some adult came and said something to me and I said, yeah, you know, they asked me a question, I said, yeah, man, I got my butt tan, I, I got a beating. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. So I had no problems being disciplined and saying that, seeing those words in the military. None at all. But anyhow. Right. Those are things that we you have to be, and, and what we're doing now, the, you know, we're talking about being private. This is what I'm talking about, being private. There is the the the, the democracy is not going to write rules on how to be private. How can the dead people tell the living what to do? So this well, they don't up. want you to be private. They make it too no. much money off of you dead. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So there's no rules or nothing. So everything we do, and this, uh, has anyone done it before? Well, I, I hope. And Thomas Edison didn't ask somebody else. Did anyone do a light bulb before I get into this? If he did, we would probably still be in the dark. You know that? I think that's a redundant mm-hmm. question. That's a question for debtors, for people who are followers, not for creditors. That is what the republic is about. That is what being private is about. You're telling these dead folks that I can handle my own affair. I don't need your help. Just give me all the money that you didn't make off of me when I was dead. Just turn it over to me, and then I will be able to take care of my own business, and I promise I won't get in debt again. You'll never be, believe me, I will not be in debt again. That is the attitude you're going to have to have. If you don't have that mentality, then don't do this. People, too many folks are private and public, trying to put that private and public thing together. You cannot mix the two. The graveyard is the dead folks. You're standing outside the gate. And as one of my uh, reverends said, you know, you, you can't get your hands dirty again. You can't get your hands dirty. You're out of the dirt. 
you out of the nastiness. You you got to have a pair of gloves to put on, and that could be some kind of gatekeeper, something, someone or something or some corporation or trust or something is going to operate for you to those with those dead things. That don't mean it's you. That don't make the flesh and blood person being that that person. The individual that you are is not that person who's going to do commerce because you have to do commerce. I don't care what you say, people. As long as you're in the world, you're going to have to do commerce. So that means you're outside the grave and you're trying to find someone who's going to be a mediator, whether it's a corporation, whether it's a trust, whether it is an estate, whether it is a notary. Notary can do it for you, but make that notary your trustee. So that way you give it rules. And a trust is called indentures. Those are rules. A secure, uh, a, a, a UCC1 financial statement, they have what's called a security agreement. Those are rules between or rules between you and the debtor. It's an agreement between you and the debtor. But in a trust, you have an indenture. Those are rules between you and the trustee, telling the trustee what they're going to be doing. And what is that trustee going to handle? They're going to handle, and put these terms out because I'm going to be using them a lot, trust res. A trust res is the things or the assets that's inside the trust that's being held in the trust. Your house, your car, the things with an all-cap name, and and you can intermix trust and estate. Some we've seen it in the estate living in the trust. But if you look at yeah. the, the the IRS manual, uh, uh, the IRS manual uh, section twenty one point seven point thirteen point three point two point two number two, it defines interest as being a decedent of an estate. Is dead. It becomes an estate. Everyone who dies becomes an estate after that in probate court. But it's also the grantor of a trust. So in a sense, so, it's interchangeable. Go ahead. So like if a person um, wants to do that 706 tax return, and they're talking about uh, a dead person, and it just kind of seems, you know, weird because you're not thinking at that level when you study putting your name in there and you're like, okay, but I'm not dead. And that's where, you know, we got to get that. It kind of confuses you. We got to get out that mindset. Uh, exactly. Because from kindergarten to I graduated from college, the first day of school mm-hmm. when they did the roll call, you identified yourself with that dead individual. They call your name and you say, here, here. Because every first day they always give a roll call to see who's in the class. And that is how we would mentally condition most of our lives. Starting from kindergarten all the way up. You always associate yourself with a dead piece of paper. But this is why we do things like registering our birth certificate, registering our birth record registering an assumed name certificate. These are items or doing a UCC one. These are items that show you that I am not the dead person, but I have have, I have a 
uh, higher lean than any of those corporations out there. Because see, these other corporations, these these corporations, I'm talking about the courts, you know, and the court and McDonald's is the same thing. They got the same priority when it comes down to your state. McDonald's and the court has the same priorities. They are foreign corporations. They are not supported in nor and neither the state constitution nor the federal constitution does not support profitable corporations. Corporations. That is why the 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 Pope is getting telling they have no more immunities. Their immunities are gone, Mister Attorney. Mr. Judge, Mr. L- you could be sued because you are dealing with profit. You're trying to, you've been profiting on the people when you're supposed to discharge their debts, and you're not doing it. You're not reporting it. They don't report the, the court does not report what happens in that courtroom after they give you your sentence, and they turn back the money. They return money back to the IRS that they bought off you because it was prepaid. They already had the money to pay your case. And they they sent it back to the IRS saying, yes, I took the charges that I gave them. I took it out of this funds that I received when I first got the ticket. But what they so didn't they tell do, them is that they double so did that a, they told you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, so they do a 1099A on you. Everybody that comes in there and they put a bond on you, they do a 1099A on you with the IRS, the court? Yeah, the, the prosecutor does that himself. You know, whoever the prosecutor okay. is. And the, yeah, they, okay. they're, they're doing a judge, when he and the judge holds it in his vault. He has it in his vault, those, those funds, those bonds. He knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. But all of that done mm-hmm. on the private side. You don't see that. Mm. If you go get, mm. and it's called, oh, my gosh, I can't think. It's called, it's called a, a register, something that's registered. It's like an abstract when you go to uh, to the uh, register of deeds. It, 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 oh, man, I can't think of what it is. It's a list of everything that happens in the court from the day you got the ticket all the way for the court dates. Everything is in this Summary. It's like a summary sheet of everything in the court that happened in the court, and you won't see any of those bonds or anything like that. You may see the mm. appearance bond in there. You may see that in there because that's public, because someone had to pay that to get you out of jail. Period. If you got arrested, so there's an appearance bond. All of this you can OID to 99A it, OID it. Yes, you can. Actually, when you A it, they they supposed to still give you the OID. We have to understand mm-hmm. that once we do the A and once we talk on the financial freedom part where you're returning the coupon back to them and to dis- and they have to discharge the debt, they are to give you the 1099 OID. They're supposed to give you the 1099 OID. So everyone want an OID, you don't have to. You could just ask for it. Of course, you have to make sure that they are able to uh, discharge their debt by giving them back the check. They sent you a check, a blank check. That you you got to send it back to them. They gave you the remedy. No one in this world can give you a bill without giving you the remedy. That means it has to have a coupon, a remittance. So, Some people call it a presentment. So when they bill people, 
when they send you that coupon in the mail, that's that's the remedy they're giving you. Yeah. I had a guy call me yesterday. He might be listening now. Hopefully he clear call mm-hmm. in. The IRS sent him a bill, and they sent him a 1040, uh, a 1040B. Mm. You know what a 1040B is? Yeah. A voucher. They sent him a check. Right. Yeah. He was, he was, he was, he was astounded. He was cracking up. You know, oh my gosh. But that's what they're all doing at. You're just not returning it back to them. Once you start returning back to them, then pretty soon whatever these bills, if it's a utility or whatever, if you want to do this 12 times a year, by all means, then do it. But I guarantee after about three or four times, you'll you probably won't be getting any more because they know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. They know what you're going to be doing, so they're not going to go through all this because no money's coming out of your pocket. They don't care if they need the funds to pay their employees or whatever. They better look elsewhere. You know, they have to usually operate like water. Water, you know, always go with the least resistance. <laughs> Wherever the least resistance is, that's where our water flow. They're the same way. If anyone has a little intelligence, they will move on. Because, like I said, the Pope said they can be sued. They never gave you full disclosure. And if you look under this, one of the remedies you have showing you who to sue, then go to the uh, Secured, uh, Security Act of 1933. Securities, S-I-E-S, Securities Act of 1933, Section 11. But I like number uh, the first the first one's definition and it defines what a security is. I like that first one. It defines what a security is, and you'll find out is a things that we that they have some of them behind the scene that you may not know about. But they all are making money off of you because they are to discharge your debts with the funds that they create from your signature and your social security. Bonds are created for you. So, oh man, there's nowhere you're supposed to pay anything. Now, when they took all of our funds and they came up, you know, the Security Act of 1933 was uh, May the 26th. Everyone was told to bring in their gold and the gold in and uh, May the 1st of 1933. So, on the 27th, 26 days later, they came out with a security act for them to understand. Then, what, thir- seven days later, June the 5th, eight days later, is when the um, HGR 192, or the statutes at large, 48, 48 stat page 1122, um, tells you that all your debts, all your obligations, they say every obligation, not some. Not a few, not every other week, every other month, every other year. No, every obligation shall be discharged dollar for dollar. So what part of that are you saying do you see, and please call me if you see that you can read that bond that was written for us to use that said we're supposed to pay. Where do you see that at? That That's what I want to say. Where do you see that at? Because the word payment, and they use that quite often, usually on the top of your coupon, make a payment. Well, what's payment? Well, let's go to the 
the uh, Constitution, United States Constitution, um, Article 1, Section 10. Payments can only, only be made with gold and silver. Well, well, we don't have gold and silver. They, they took that out of our possession. However, to replace it, they need our signature. And, ooh, I wish I had that law in front of me. Statues at large, I maybe get it later. Uh, so your signature is needed. So, in other words, your signature is gold and silver. Or I, I say your autograph, AU, stands for gold. Mm-hmm. Or is a symbol for gold. Your autograph is needed. So, this still, there's nothing in there saying pay with gold and silver. You can't pay if you don't have it. If someone take your means to do something, then they can't ask you to do it. They took your means of doing it. You know, if, if someone took your boat, they can't say, go out there and go sailing. I didn't, in what? In what? You took my boat. You took my substance. So if, that, if nothing else don't get to your head, where does it say you got to make a payment? I hear these commercials. Oh, man. IRS uh, is going to give. Going to if they tell you to do something, you better pay it. Or or they're going to garnish your check. They're going to die. These are people lying to you. If IRS but give you a deal, it. but they do that's because a you lot did, of people check. Because, because you, you did, did nothing. Know. Yeah, you did yeah. nothing. You didn't know what to do. I am educating you now what to do. Our other co-hosts, they were garnishing their Social Security. He sent his authentication in, and they stopped. They stopped. He didn't even send the bill, but he sent his authentication. He showed them that I am in control here. They stopped. And this was a Social Security check being garnished. He sent his authentication. Boom, birth certificate, authenticated. Third check was full. And it's been... It's been about a year now, I think. Ain't nobody hasn't. They're yeah. still getting this check. Still getting this mm-hmm. check. So the point being here is that what you hear these folks on, they are talking to the dead people. But even some of you dead folks can send a check. Send that check they sent you. It's got a routing number and account number. It's a check. There's no difference between the coupon that you receive and the check that you get from your from your job. Put them side by side, and then make the one the coupon make it similar to the one that the, the one that you receive from your job. If we still get checks, I know everybody do automatic payment deductions now, mm-hmm. automatic uh, with the prizes, right. so we don't see checks. But, but even if you. Even if you pay online, they still have uh, the check there, the coupon there. You just have to print it out. Yeah. Send it back to them because I don't know how to do it. And this is is why they're doing this stuff so that we won't have the uh, materials to to send this stuff back to them. They have an obligation to discharge it. So I don't know. I suggest if you can, tell them I want to go back to old school. Just, just send me a, a bill every month. You know, my yeah, month. They ask you. 
they ask you, do you want paper or but most of them, they're trying to do the electronic. But like I say, even if they do the electronic, the bill is still there. The routing number and all that is still there. You just have to, uh, you know, print it out. Yes. So understand, and this is what we're saying with the coupon is what I call I, the, the conversation or the topic of today is, uh, what was it, three debt, three remedies, three? Three types of debt remedies. Three kinds of debt remedy. Um, what we're describing when you're sitting back to coupon is the first one, which is we call that the debtor's creditor. That's the debtor's creditor rem- uh, remedy, where you're sending the they are nominees. That's following under that publication 1212, uh, page 7, of the IRS, IRS publication 1212, page 7. They're the nominee. They withdrew money out of your bond. Your birth certificate bond, money was taken out. They took money out. They have to return it back to the principal. This is what the OID does that they're doing. The other, another OID, they have to return it back to you. But you, in between all of that, you need to give them back something so they can zero the debt in their book. So their bookkeeping says zero. Again, they took the funds out. They're the holder of a negative amount. The debt instrument, that's what it says. You're the holder of the debt instrument. That means they have a negative amount. However, they send you, they have to notify because they are nominees, nominee, EE on the end means they're your employees. And they have to, as employees, they have to let their boss know. And later on, it states you as an owner. They have to let the owner know, we took funds out of your account. Do you agree with it? Yes. So you have to acknowledge it. That Judge Dale says this, uh, retired Judge Dale, Book 5 says, just put approval. I approve it. They put approval. He said, let's put approval on it. So, okay. So, let me. So, um, what you're saying is they take the money out your account and they send you the remedy by sending you the coupon every month that they want you to pay, uh, you know, and which they're double dipping. But you don't pay, you send it back and you put approve on it. And that's it. Exactly. Yeah, and you endorse it. Okay. Someone sends you a check, you have to flip it over and endorse it, sign it by mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. your last name, comma, that makes it your surname, and the first and middle. Again, that's the position of a man. Not of a dead entity. Dead entity is first, middle, and last, all cap. We don't. No one signs like that. So when they, you know, so when what we were doing at first, when we were telling them to, uh, you know, go to the treasury and all that and get the money and yada yada yada, you don't have to put all that on there. When we were putting our numbers. Just put on there and prove, approve and endorse it and send it back to them. Yeah. This, on the top, you might want to put bill of credit because it is a bill and it's credit. So you're mm-hmm. not lying. I'm giving, I've got a bill of credit here that you sent me. I approve it. And then you put the court pay to the order. You have to write that stuff in there because that's not on it. you got to make it into a check-looking security. you got to make it look like a check now. You just can't send everything back. you got to say pay to the order and the name, the name of the CFO. So anytime you sign contracts nowadays, you need to take you a W-9 
and tell them, please, I'm giving you my Social Security and my signature. I need you to fill out this W-9 so I know who your CFO is and where the headquarters are located because you're going to need that to file 1099s and stuff. So you might as well go on and get it out the way. So from now on, wherever you go to sign a contract, have a W-9 folded in your back pocket to give to them. They can print out another one. But at least you let them know, I need you to give me this. I need this W-9. And basically it just identifies the headquarters, the EIN number, and who the CFO is or the CEO. It doesn't matter. Whoever the, whoever the boss man is, you can send it to either one. But that's the person so, that has the authority to discharge the debt. Nobody else has the authority to discharge it. Go ahead. So, uh, so you send them this bill of credit that the the coupon that they sent you. You fill it out to the CIO, CFO, uh, and you send and uh, you send the W nine uh, with it. You mail that to the CFO with the bill of credit. No, 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 no. The W nine is who told you is what is what told you what the CFO is. I say you have a issue the W nine when you sign a contract with somebody. You need the information so that you know who to send it to. The W nine so say that your this say you move and your lights is, is being put on. You ask the company to send you a W nine. Yeah, when you go down saying? there, you gotta you gotta sign you gotta find the paperwork. So at the time you sign the paperwork, you want you want their information at the same time. Give them a W nine. Yeah, I need you all. While I'm filling this paperwork out to get my life turned on, I need you all to fill out this paperwork here so I can file my taxes properly. Make it a tax issue. So the W nine is their application. Just like you filling out an application for something. You give them a W-9, that's the application that you're giving them. Because you're filling out an application for something, make them fill out an application using that W-9 as their application to fill out for you. So you know who they are. You know their EIN number, their corporation. You need to know their EIN number. You need to know who their boss is and where the headquarters is located. Because you might be at a, what do they call your satellite stations or... You know, you, you're not at the headquarters. You're just at one of their lo, lo, locations. One of their so franchises. So, so you saying any application you fill out, it could be car, it could be utilities, anything application you fill out, you ask them for a W-9. Yeah, or give them one and take, or provide you one to send you, to give you one, Yes. Say what? You can have one. Say that again. You can have one. Say that again. No, we, I was telling you to repeat that part again. Oh, I was saying that yes. You, either you have one with you, or you tell them to send you one. They they know what it is. They know what a W nine is. Mm-hmm. If you don't have one, and you tell them to send you one, and just go get one for you right now, and you should get it. You should ask for it before you walk out the door. Because they're not going you know to what? do without signing your name. A lot of people are doing things on the internet. You don't have to go in physically to places now. And you could probably get that information. And yeah, mm-hmm. and you could probably get that information on the internet. They call it a 10K. Every top, every corporation, public corporation that's doing business 
is on the stock market, and they have to file a, a 10K, which is their uh, expenses. You know, it's like their tax return at the end of the year. So they have that, and if I'm an investor and I want to invest in a company, I must look at their books. I'm allowed to look at their books and their income, expenses, all of that. I, I used to be a day trader, so I know. All these companies have information and their EIN number and the person who fill out the paperwork was usually the CFO, chief, and we let so everyone know, chief financial officer. That's the chief financial officer. That's the money man. The, the CEO is the chief executive officer, which is the boss. But everyone, every corporation, if they if they if they're in the public and on the stock market, they have to produce that paperwork to the IRS, which means for the public, if they expect me to invest in their company. And they need us investors, right? They need investors to stay in business. So that information is public. That's why they shouldn't have an argument when you ask for a W-9. They suppose, aren't you a public entity? Everyone here is a public servant. Why, why am I getting static from you all? Why are you giving me static? Because I know it's out there, mm -hmm. but I'm asking you for it because I'm sitting here signing my own Social Security number and signature. I'm giving that to you right now. Are you telling me you can't give me yours? Okay. Yeah. So, so that that information is so important, and all all this respect we have because who's the CFO? They are public servants. Guess what? Number two, debtor. Number two remedy is a trust. CFO is a public trustee. They're bankrupt. They're under a bankrupt country. The United States is bankrupt. And that makes all public trustees, all public officials that take an oath of office are trustees. So as a trust, if I set up a trust, or I, I'm sorry, not set up a trust, I'm already in an estate. It was created when I was born. So I don't need no indenture to the trustee. As opposed to when we create, we go to IRS and we create our own trust, then we got to put an indenture in there so that, so the trustee know what to do, unless, unless you're the trustee. But if there's somebody else in there, you got to give them instructions, but they're your employee, so you got to give them their charter, their their rules. But the state that was created when you were born, these trustees all these public trustees knew what know what they have to do. They know what their job is, but they can only do what is inside the trust. They can only operate on what's inside the trust. So what we have to do as a grantor, because when you're a grantor when it comes down to uh, uh, a trust you have to uh, put that item inside the trust. So if I get a, a summons to go to court or I get a bill, I have to put that in the tr as a trust res. Remember I told you a trust res is an item in the trust. I have to put it in the trust. How would I put it in the trust? Well, an affidavit of a certificate of title. <clears throat> you know, 
creating a certificate of title for that. You can say affidavit certificate title for a case, case number so-and-so, or uh, utility bill so-and-so, account number so-and-so. Put an affidavit, sign it, notarize it, authenticate it, and then register it to yourself. Because remember, we get our birth certificate, our birth record, our ANC. All these things are sent into my office. They're in my drawer in my office. Now this deal or this case number is sent in my office. Now, once it's in my office, as a grantor, get a copy of it, certified copy, give it to the judge, and say, handle it. You don't even need to do the 56. If you want to do a 56, go ahead. That's a notice of fiduciary. If you want to do a notice of fiduciary, you can, but they are trustees without a notice of fiduciary. They're trustees because they're under the bankruptcy, and that's what their job is. That easy. Stick to being a trust. Trust been around since Adam. Adam had a trust with God, and he broke it. He got kicked out of Eden. God even put angels with swords, swords on him. He couldn't even come back. And man was has really been up creek ever since until the sacrifice of his son came in. Guess what his son did? Oh, he prepaid our sins. What well, that sound like? What what? H A R one ninety two saying? <laughs> Isn't it? Our debts have been prepaid. So HJR, I mean, HJR 92 is almost like Jesus. He he prepaid our sins, and HJR knew, says, uh, uh, says that all our debt obligations are paid for dollar for dollar. See if we got any questions. Anybody online, please call in. Give a call in number. They on, uh... Uh, <clears throat> the call in number is 563. 563- Nine 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 three seven zero one, and you can push the number one, and uh, I'll see your hand raised. And that's what we're here for, you know, to ask questions. If it's something you don't quite understand, ask the question, and you know, and don't think that it's a stupid question. Uh, no question is a stupid question. And I'm quite sure whatever you ask, somebody else is out there uh, thinking the same thing. All right, I have a caller, 313-434. Hello, can you hear me? You on the air? Yes, we can. Yeah, this is Omar. Uh, That was Myra was referring to. Yeah, I sent him the bill of credit approved to so-and-so. And then I uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. endorsed the uh, 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 that uh, payment, and then they sent me uh, some vouchers. So all I'm gonna do is just do the same thing again. Well, well, now, 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 oh, you got it's oh, a bad echo. I guess you guys, I guess are, on you guys are on the speaker. He's got he's got to turn his radio down. Oh, computer, the whoever listens to it. Anyway, it's gone. However, the voucher has to go, and I didn't speak of this, because according to number one, when we're talking about the, the, the debtor and the creditor, 
and now I've talked about the trust. Both of these, both of these items, they need a, another item has to be done, and that is with a voucher, a 1040V, um, a 1041V, V for Victor, or voucher. And then here there's a, a 1099 V that does the same thing if you phone it or we pay the debt to the bankrupt trustee in, in uh, um, Puerto Rico. And we want to deal with the, that Puerto Rico, and I'm not all that sure when we deal with that Secretary of Treasury in Puerto Rico under the, that deal with the bankruptcy, because there's a 1099 V that he would get. But we need to send those 1090, those Vs. We need to send them, not back to the people who gave us the bill, but we have to send it to the to the treasurer, secretary treasurer. And I don't have the lady name in Austin, Texas, Anna Maddock, Maddock, uh, M, what was it, M-E-D-L-O-C-K. Well, did I spell that? No, no I don't think I spelled that. M-E-D, yeah, L-O-C-K, Maddock. Uh, Anna, she's supposed to be the one that's set off. This is that's all part of setting off. There's a difference between discharge and set off. Dis- discharge is what they're doing with the 18 USC 8 obligations of the United States to pay a debt with the coupon. The coupon itself is a debt instrument. You can't pay a debt with a debt. All they can do is discharge it. But we want to set it off. As well, you need to do both. You have to do both. If you don't set it off, you still got a hole in your account at the treasury. So you're sending the 1040V and the coupon, if there's one that came with it, you send them to to the secretary of treasury. And I was told that so, okay. um, Austin, Texas, is who you send it to. So you send the V and the and the coupon to the Secretary of Treasury. You don't send it back to the CFO of the corporation. No, 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 not not the V. Because mm-hmm. okay. remember, they don't need they don't need a vulture. All they need is what they gave you, so they could set their so they could discharge the negative number. They already gave you the remedy to set their situation off. But you still have to so, take care of the debt. The debt is so still there. Send, so you send the coupon. You send the coup, a copy of the coupon to them, and then you send the original coupon with the 1040V to the Secretary of the Treasury. Is that how you do it? That is correct. And why? Mm-hmm. We do it because, remember, took funds out of your account. That's what publication IRS Publication 1212, I'm not making this up, please. I am not Mm -hmm. making this up. Publication 1212, page 7, tells you what they've done. They took money out of your bond. Then they gave you a coupon, and the coupon isn't in there, so we got to read between the lines. But then they have to fill another 1099 OID where it says the owner, I don't know why they didn't say owner at first, but they claim the owner is the recipient, and they are the payer on the OIB. So that means they have they're giving it to you. They have to return it back to the principal. So they're sending that to your escrow account. So now you can file taxes and get it in your pocket. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Money was taken out of your account. The hole is still there. 
So what is the 1040V is? It's a deposit to put it back into the treasury. So now your book is balanced. Your account is balanced to zero. It's been set off. There's a difference between the set off on the private side with the 1040V and the coupon. And if you want, you can put an F56 in there and tell the treasurer to handle this, take care of it under Section 2 where it says authority and on others. You can tell them. Handle this debt, whatever the credit is. This credit was given, this 1040, 1040V credit need to be applied to my account. That is zeroing, and you're setting off at the treasury itself. But at the same time, we are getting a check because they're giving us a 1099 OID so we can file it on our taxes, 1040 or 1041, and it's in our escrow account because that's where they send it to our escrow account at the IRS. Now that you got funds in your escrow account, you can file a 1040, 1041 and get it into your bank or into your pocket. If there's no funds in the escrow account, that's why you get frivolous, insufficient funds. Frivolous is insufficient funds. There's nothing there that you are asking for something that is not there to, for the giving. So that's what the insufficient funds is the same as frivolous. But if someone gives you a W-2, look at it. Look at your W-2, employer, employee. It's the same thing, and and they're giving it to you because they're on the top and you're on the bottom. You're the recipient. I got a 1099-R retirement. It states payer and recipient on a 1099-R. 1099 miscellaneous. Look at it. Someone is giving you the funds, but it's not coming in your pocket. No. It's going to your escrow account at the IRS. Now, once it's in your escrow account, now we can file our, the file our tax forms, 1040, 1041, or 706, as long as we have the EIN number or the Social Security number where the money is been put into to withdraw it out of. So I'm trying to simplify what the OID is. OID means it is funds is coming back to you. They must return the funds to the principal because they took it out. You zeroed their book. Remember, they got 90% over the principal that they use it to invest in. So they better zero their debt and send me the same amount to me. They got 90% so over what? it. So what you're saying is that this is a step that we have to do to complete the process to be able to get the credit from yes. the RIS or the Secretary of the Treasury or the Treasury Department. Yeah, for, or you're getting, it, you're getting it from the people who gave you the bill. We, we, cause they, remember, they, they're refunding you the money. You just filed it on your taxes, and the IRS is giving it to you. But remember, they had to put it in there in the first place. They have to put it in. That's why you are the owner. Publicly, read that publication, 1212, page 7, nominee. The owner is recipient, and you're supposed to give them a copy of it. They're supposed to give you a carbon copy of it. They say you're supposed to notify them and let them know that that OID has been put. Just like your job gives you a W-2. And I have, and I don't say, I haven't finished looking it up, but the W-2 is also, even though it doesn't say your name, it got your name, it doesn't say a state, but the job the, it's telling the IRS, 
that I took money out of this estate. This is the money that I withdrew out of the estate. We're supposed to 1099 that too because their wages are not supposed to be taxable. And it says, and the rules, the laws that says that your job is not supposed to take anything out of your wages, period. That means state, federal, local, but we fill out that W-4 and thinking that, oh, we reduce this and that, and they need to take, no, 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 no. They need your permission to take anything out, including garnishing you. They cannot do anything where they're giving you wages, and they are giving you wages because you, you work for that. That's yours. It becomes income when you deposit that in a bank when you got a bank account that's under the corporation. So now it's income to the corporation, and then it's being transferred over to Puerto Rico. So your taxes that you're paying is Transference fee. Read 26 U.S.C. 1040. They got a law, just like the tax form, 26 U.S.C. 1040. Transferring. It's going to Puerto Rico. That's what you're paying taxes on. You're paying transfer taxes, going to the queen. But anyhow, that's a whole different stuff. But we'll, get on, we'll talk about that wages thing later on. They're not supposed to be taking any money out of your wages uh, if they're giving you wages. And I got rules and laws that state this. I told them, I went down there personally and told and said, well, I don't want to take federal, don't take no federal out of my retirement and what form I need to fill out. They said, oh, no, this, here's a 1040, just check that box on the bottom and says, do not do it. I mean, it, it was already on there. I didn't see it. I didn't know it. I didn't check it because I didn't know. But that's the federal coming out, which is usually the largest amount. But you still got the city and the state. So it's got to be a way you could tell them don't take them out either. But mm-hmm. all this is in the saying that you're supposed to 1099 that bad baby. Someone took it out, and they claim they returned it to you, but you need the A and everything and the 1040V to zero the money that was taken out by your employer. That way you get to keep it. I have another call. Okay. Seven three four six eight zero. Seven three four. Yes. Good evening. Mm-hmm. Good evening. I have a question about the W nine. Mr. Rice said that even our jobs we get. Usually, um, when you when I like for instance I'm a teacher I, I go to fill out a contract for this year to teach and they ask me to fill out a W-2. I just want to make sure I'm clear that I understand that instead of the W-2, I should be doing a W-9. And and I do have all of the written items down for the 26 U.S.C. 1040, so I will be going and looking at that. Um, But I just wanted to make sure that I understood properly about the W-9 instead of the W-2. Or do I just give them the W-9 when I do the W-2? No, 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 no. The, the W-9 is for you to get information so you know oh, okay. what the EIN number, what their uh, uh, CFO, who the CFO is, uh, the, the headquarters. Because when you fill out those tax forms okay. at the end of the year, you need you don't have any information. It's not what 
they giving, right. what they're telling you to fill out is what you're telling them to give you so that you can address this taxable issue at the end of the year and get paid back. Right, right. That's, okay, I totally understand. Now, my second question is, <clears throat> pardon me, regarding the the third remedy, which was the voucher in the 1040. I, I just no, 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 up. no, no, no. That, no, that's, okay. not, that's not the third remedy. I'm saying that is for the first oh. and second. That's, oh, that's yes, the yes, second yes. part. That's the second part for the first and second. When I, what I was talking okay. about before was discharging, but I'm talking right. about they those two need set off. Okay. Okay. I understand. All right. So my next question is regarding um, the voucher that, that companies will send you in order to pay a bill. I mean, in order to pay a debt. Um, and I just want to make sure that I that I understood um, so I can go study it. You gave us 18 U.S.C. 8, and you mentioned that we should, um, after we study this, we would send the original to the Secretary of State and then, no, I'm sorry, the copy to the Secretary of State and the original to the IRS. No, 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 no. You, you, you're only going to get one bill. You make the original goes to the secretary of uh, uh, a treasury, and oh, okay. uh, uh, a copy goes back to the people, because the copy is going to say chief financial officer name on there. The original is going to have the the, uh, the U.S. Treasury. You can put U.S. Treasury on there. Or you can put the treasurer's name on there. Either way, as long as it goes to the treasurer. Wait a minute, Mr. Rice. Say that again. Now, we're talking about, just say we're talking about a light bill. Okay. okay. Now, that's well, the volume. Can I give an example? Huh? Can I give an example, please, Ms. Beverly? Would I be yes, okay? Yes, yes. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Yes. I, signed, I signed up for a, um, uh, a timeshare, and they okay. sent me a voucher for the whole year. They sent me 12 vouchers, one for every month. And it says the payment amount is $88. It looks just like the check. I was just looking yeah. at it. And so I want to make sure that per month that I'm sending the original to the Secretary of Treasury, and then I take the copy of that and send that with the 1040V or the 1099V, and I can send that to the company. No, no. The 1040Z, okay. you you already got a voucher, so you don't even have okay. to do a 1040Z okay. with them. If they if they give you a okay. voucher, all you got to do is accept it and send it back. Oh, okay. back to who? Back to who? Back to the secretary. The, the vouchers vouchers always go back to the secretary of treasury. It, a voucher is a deposit on the treasury. That's what a vulture okay. is a deposit on the treasury. So it is a set off on the private side. The coupon goes back to them so they could discharge. That's on the public side. Go back and to all you who? Got, his, all you got to say is okay. Say again. So you're saying them and they, we need to be specific. You say the copy goes back to the time It goes people, back right? to the person who sent it to you, the timeshare. Okay. He has to acknowledge it, I, I approve it, and send it back to, to, back to the timeshare. Where he's going to have the name, he's going to have the name 
of the CFO on that one, whereas the one that goes to the Treasury is going to have U.S. Treasury on there, or you can put the Treasury name, whatever, Matt, Matt Muffin, whatever his name is. I, I don't know who his name is, but right. you can put it to the Treasury. But in my understanding, they all know you got one account. I was saying it should go set off as well as the Anna Medlock in, in um, Austin, Texas, but it doesn't matter. You, you, you all, they all got the same account. So whoever gets it, they would just have to send it to who they want. But you can send it to the treasurer if you want to send it to the treasurer because you want that voucher to be deposited in your account so it goes to zero. It's set off. Set off is zero, whereas they're just okay. discharging under their gap. They got this called the General Acceptance Accounting Program that they have to follow. They have to set okay. it off to zero. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I did have another question, please, um, very quickly. Mm -hmm. When when you talked about how the re the remedy is a trust, and you the mentioned remedy, um, using trust, using the trust is one is the second trust. remedy that I gave. Yes, the remedy, the remedy by using a trust. Okay. Um, I understood that we can do this using an affidavit by signing the bill or item, notarizing it, registering it and by mail to ourselves, and you stated that we would send this to a court. But I didn't understood what you what you meant when you said to send to a court and tell them to handle it. That part I didn't totally understand. All, all, all public trustees, all public trustees, all individuals who take an oath of office are public trustees. You, you are the grantor of your trust. The, the trustee is your employee. So you're telling him handle it, take care of it, whichever way you want to. That's up to him. But you're telling him what it is that's inside the trust, and his job is to maintain the trust. That's, that's the rules. He knows his job. I didn't like no indentures, but the public trustee know what his job is, so you just tell him, do your job. This is inside the trust now because I registered it myself. I've given them a certified copy of what I've done so they understand this is part of the trust. Take care of it. I don't have to accept anything for value. I don't have to do anything. This is in the trust. Handle it. I did enough work just put it in the trust. Now, I ain't got to give him a coupon back. I'm telling him to do his job. Okay, so I guess I'm going to have to to research that because I'm I'm not understanding what you mean when you say the public trust. Right. Other than other than judges. Every every yeah. single the country went bankrupt. When the country bank, went bankrupt, the United States went bankrupt. Every public official that takes an oath of office is a trustee. Okay. What is a trustee? That means that they have a, they work for someone. Who are they working for? Who's the trust? The trust is the all cap name. Your all cap right. name. Every state. What's that noise? Is someone in the background? Anyway, that all cap name what, so is what you It's the trust. You were, so you telling him he already in a trust. Yes, we already name. in one. He's already in a trust. He ain't got to go yes. get none. He already in one. Yes. Okay, that I understand. Okay. All right. And, Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, who else the public officials are trustees for? 
Because if you if you create a trust, if you go to IRS and create a trust, you have to put an indenture. You have to put rules for the trustee in. That means you don't have one. You're going to have to select one. When you select your trustee, then you got to give them rules. But these people are already trustees if they take the oath of office. They're already trustees. And their job wow. is to maintain what? What are they going to maintain? The tr- the states that everybody has. You, you can exchange the words of states or trust, same thing. But they're already oh. there. And their job is to maintain it. And they're not supposed to be taking anything out. They're supposed to keep everything in. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Okay. And and so you understand how it works. Think about it. When you go to court, the judge, when he walks out of the chamber and sits on his bench, he's a trustee. That means he's supposed to pay the debt. But when you forgive your name, you become the trustee. Well, what did you become a trustee of? The state, when it should have been him. And he switched places. He became a beneficiary, and you became the trustee, and the beneficiary tells the trustee what to do. So he's telling you to pay the bill. All of this is in equity. We are in equity. A trust is always in equity. So whether you know it or not, the judge switched from admiralty or maritime. He switched over to equity because he's always trying to make you the trustee, so you have to pay the bill. He was the trustee. And when you walk in there, before you go to court, this is why you give the the clerk of the court or the court administrator, you have to show them all of these uh, documents that you have that says you are not the surety because they want you to be the surety so that we, you gonna, you volunteering to pay the debt. But that's crazy. Why, did, why would I want to be surety when, when, when my all-cap name has more money than I could ever imagine? Mr. Wright. Yes. I know why people be asking you questions after the meeting, because you like a road runner. You be running so fast, <laughs> okay. we be trying hard to keep up with you. This is like we learning a foreign language, and you be gone. Your mind be gone, and you think we right there with you, and you have left us four blocks behind. Okay, I am so, and that's why I got you on there. That's why I need you and, and uh, uh and uh, the, the restaurant, Mark, I, I need y'all to slow me down because all I'm saying is that, you be that down. The, judge, the judge is a trustee, period. He's a trustee when he comes out on that bench. But when you say your name and relate it to the all cap name, he makes you the trustee. Y'all just switch positions. So what was he the trustee of when he walked out of that chamber? Of your name, all cap name, until you decide to be the all cap name by giving it. Instead of walking in and saying, I'm a private person, I'm not giving you my name, but in my hand is the estate that you are charging, and I do believe you, are you not the trustee of this estate that I'm holding up in my in my hand, the birth certificate? Are you not the trustee of this estate that you're charging? You know, for the record. And you have, and maybe you probably be trying to stutter or make some excuses I'm a private man, and I'm not giving you my name. However, I have in my hand, and you need to walk in that courtroom with the birth certificate. But before you even walk in the court, 
You need to, because you want to let them know beforehand what you're going to be saying when you got get to court. So that's why you need to submit your ANC, your registered ANC, your registered birth certificate, and your registered birth record, because your birth record, I have it as an affidavit of life. That means I'm a real man. I'm not even supposed to be in this courtroom. And so when you take when you have your birth certificate, when you go in front of the judge, do you have the affidavit with it? Or you just take it the birth certificate? Just take the birth certificate. It, it, uh, that's all he okay. knows. That's all he understands. It, the okay. affidavit is something that you did to to put it inside your trust. I mean you put okay. it inside of it. You really put it but okay. you put it at, at a priority by registering it, you are registered. Everybody in that courtroom is licensed. You're not even supposed to be in there. Excuse me, aren't y'all just licensed? They're licensed attorneys. All of them are licensed. Their corporation is licensed in the state. I'm registered. What, what decision does he have to make now? A registered item of individual or a license? That's why people who use ANCs, the one I know they do, they got rid of his child support. They shut it down. They shut. They were trying to take his kid. They shut it down because you're telling them I have. A, I'm registered. I got a, a priority now. I'm. I got a higher lien than any of these corporations. If you got a higher, that's the whole point. He has a higher lien. That is what a UCC one says. I have. A, I hold the debtor. And I'm the secure party creditor, and I have a higher lien than anyone in this world. So anyone who wants to charge my straw man has to pay me first. They need my permission. And that's what a UCC one is a lien. It's a financial statement that produces a higher agriculture. Call it they call it agriculture lien. It's a lien. That's put in there, and you just make it so high that none of the uh, other than murder. I think murder is what I don't know. I think if you murder someone, it's seven million, something like that. Because every crime is commercial; it all has a price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I got a lien in there for ten million, and and uh, murder is seven million, perhaps you, you, y'all got to pay me first, or let me go. I don't think someone want to give you seven million dollars, and then they hold you. You might as well see you might as well see yourself having a paid vacation now. Mm-hmm. That's why all these guys in jail—that's all they got to do. Write a letter to the Secretary of State and squeal on them. You talking about the Secretary of State, wherever state that they're in, no. that they're incarcerated in? Secretary, I'm sorry. Secretary of Treasury. Yeah, Secretary Treasurer, okay. the Secretary Treasurer, because that's where they send send your money back, saying that they paid your debt. See, they said mm. they're telling them that they pay your debt. What they didn't tell them is they that they told you to come out of your pocket and you didn't have it, so you went to jail. Mm. They didn't say that part. So judge when the judge, when you go when you go in front of the judge. And he he say you can get out, but he gonna put you on a, um, a ten thousand uh, dollar bond, and you pay ten percent of that. So he's getting all of that out of your account. 
Yeah, plus that the money that you come, and, that ten percent you come up. Yeah, he gets ten thousand, and then and they multiply it by ten, so the county gets a hundred thousand, and they multiply mm-hmm. it by ten, so the state gets uh a hundred some hundred one million, and then they multiply it by ten, and the federal all these people are getting, you know, ten percent or ten percent or ten, you know, a ninety percent of growing. They all get paid. Wow. You can, if you know they got that $10 million, you see that, then you have to put a 1099A on that $10 million, not on the 10% that you paid, on the $10 million that was taken out of your account. After we do mm-hmm. all of that, then you got to go back and say, any more funds, you have to liquidate that case. Mm-hmm. You, tell, you tell them to discharge it, get rid of it, the, the, um, discharge this case or, or dismiss the case, and then mm-hmm. to refund you all the, the liquidate the whole case. Liquidate means they've got all the money that was made on this case has to be returned to you. And that's when you have to probably give it put it into a treasury direct account because it's so much money, there's no way it can even go into a bank. But it can definitely be held at the treasury direct account. So you gotta tell them Put it in a treasury direct account or a bank account. That's uh, after, the, or what they call it, direct express account. That's another account, direct express or treasury direct. You need to have it deposit. They tell them to deposit in there. Yeah, because I that, think your regular bank account they only do two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, that 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 ain't so even. That's not even <laughs> That, yeah, that, yeah, that's not yeah. even your uh, in this in this example. That's not even your uh, appearance bond. Ten percent, right? Because <laughs> if you got ten thousand, yeah. your appearance bond was a uh, was a thousand. So, mm-hmm. but all that, well, all, all these things. The, the point is, it's all this is taken out of your account. It's all coming out of your bond. Even the guys in jail. That's why they got a 1099 LTC. You give that to the uh, to the warden. You because you you had some and uh, some um, they were taking care of you. They had to take money out of your account to feed you and clothe you and and whatever else you do in prison. All that they have could no be money. So the state and the federal they have no money, so they taking it out of. So each of those prison people, those prisoners that's in prison, uh, they thinking that the state is taking care of them, but that money is coming out their own account. Exactly, all all the money coming out. That's why it's a profitable business. They can easily go and get money mm-hmm. out of your account, easy. <laughs> that's why. That's why I think it's really. Um, Crazy people, you uh, you know, folks worrying about oh my credit report is bad. Your credit report that had, now the only reason your credit report is there is to see if you qualify to pay thirty years on a house or five years on a car. It ain't got nothing to do with the funds. They got the money. They're gonna have mm-hmm. the money regardless. You got the worst credit in the world. You can have a number a one. Get that little machine on that commercial. <laughs> well, your credit could be one, and they still have the money to do it. But the question is, mm-hmm. are you able to pay them for the? Well, shoot, I'm not going to go past. I go ahead and go through the process of getting the car, and go ahead and go through the process of getting the house. But in three mm-hmm. months, I won't be paying another dime. Because after three yeah, months, 
the mortgage company goes to the bank and say, hey, I found a sucker that might pay you 30 years. Now, they paid you three three months. You want to take over this account? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, the bank's going to do it. And that's where the investors come in. Well, I'm hearing because the investors they, is they, actually the county. The investors is supposed to be the county. I still got to read more about that. But the county, okay. remember the county may make money for the state. The state is the one that don't get no money. They only get grants mm-hmm. from the treasurer. The treasurer, mm-hmm. the secretary of treasury, uh, it, they can only get money from we the people and the state. They're the only two that can withdraw money out of the treasurer, the U.S. Treasury. We the people mm-hmm. and the state. But the state gets money as a grant to take care of us, uh, we the people. So so basically, the, how are they making money? They're making money from the corporations as license, from the attorneys as license, from the prisons that's, that's, that's licensed, and from the mortgage on the on, on the homes. They are the, they're the creditors. It, it now, might be lot, some other lot, investors. Now, a lot of the prisons are privatized. Exactly. So they're doing just like the courts are doing, just like the banks are doing. They're they're getting money from you, drawing money out of you. Mm-hmm. But all the all all of this is a good thing, people. That's a good thing, because it's not affecting you anyway when they're taking it out. But what's gonna affect you is you asking for it back. Now that's what you got to do. I want my money back. Thank you. By all means, that's why I don't want to bury my birth certificate. No, y'all keep using it. Let it keep making money out there on the market for me. Let them keep taking. But but this time they're going to have my permission to do it. That's all. They can do it. But they're going to have my permission because I have a higher lien. They have to come to me first. If they go court try to take money out of my account and I didn't give them permission and I got a, a, a assumed name certificate, I control the name, then that's called identity theft. If they try to take so, money out of my Social Security, that's called uh, a security fraud, counterfeiting. So what what has been happening here is it's like you've been sitting there, you've had a trust all the time from day one when you were born, and you got these trustees that's been just taking your money, they haven't been spending it on you. They haven't given you any of it. They might give you a few pennies here and there, like Social Security and stuff like that. But they've been taking your your funds and, and taking care of your they self and haven't been putting the funds where it was supposed to be, helping you or that your trust is, or, whatever, or that, your uh, direction. That, that is very well put. That is very you. You put that. You put that very well. They were because they can't interfere with the trust unless they're trustee. So they, the judge is a trustee. They're taking money out of your account. The the banks got CFOs because remember the banks all got a CFO. Every corporation has a bank. They work through a bank. So the CFO. Oh my God, you explained it perfectly. They are already trustees. They're already trustees so, in your trust, and they're taking it, but they're not. Then they're, they're they're swindling they're, they're you. They're, they're, they're yeah, exactly. What do you call it? In, exactly. embez- what do you call it? Embezzlement? Isn't that what um, our, our, our um, Mayor Kwame wife did for a company in Texas? She embezzled out of, uh, out of the petty cash or whatever. 
They're, they're embezzling money from us. They're trustee. Oh, that's a good example. So they were already so trustees we on the last caller. We sitting there eating peanut butter and crackers and sardines, and we got all the millions of funds sitting in our trust account, and we got these crooks that's our trustees that's just living off our money, doing whatever, and we over there living in shacks and eating sardines and peanut butter. Right. Because we babies. We don't, we infants. We don't have a clue what's going on. Yes. And remember, these trustees are CFOs of a corporate, a private corporation. So in other words, they're moonlighting. They're your trustees, but mm. they're moonlighting CFOs for something else, and they're taking our stuff and put it in their private corporation. That's why we have to put an affidavit and put it back into our trust and then say, discharge this. And you better use the money you use when you were the trustee taking it from me. You better put it back and give me all. Wow. After you pay it off, give me the balance. Like taking You're candy right. from a baby. They got they got two job titles. They wear two hats. Your trustee, and then they, then they also a CFO at a corporation mm-hmm. or a CEO. Mm-hmm. They wear two hats here. Mm-hmm. Wake up, up. your trustee, your employee has been stealing money or your nominee, same thing, nominee, trustee, they're stealing money out of you, using it for their own private corporation. So those are the two situations I was saying. The third one is very simple, Uh, and I did it for like five years. I was an agent, you know, for a year and a half. I was an agent. Every time I received a bill, I just sent it to the governor if I didn't want to deal with it. I want no static. So I got stuff from the IRS, whatever, IRS, state, whatever. I just sent it to the governor because that was my job description under MCL um, 450.1246. MCL for Michigan Compiled Law, MCL. 450.1246. That was my job description to forward it, promptly forward it, to receive the services and to promptly forward it, pay it. There's nothing in in these rules say pay anything. But this this has been a lost art. We what we're doing just like these tax people. They've been filing ten forty because their daddies filed ten forty, their granddaddies filed ten forty, or you know, da 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 da. Don't make it right. You've been doing this for twenty five years. Don't make it right. It doesn't and, make and, it right. And you have a lot of the tax preparers who have the who the RIS are is training them, and that's what they're teaching them the ten forty. Yeah, because they're going to get a refund. They're going to wind up. You're going to wind up paying mm-hmm. something. You're getting the minimum. We call we call people like that H and R Block here in Michigan. H and R Block is a minimum. People, you don't go to them unless you just want to play it safe because that's the only thing they're going to do is play it safe. They're not going to argue and, and put anything on there that gets anybody 
attention. They're not going to raise, nobody's going to raise the eyebrow on what they're filing because they're going to make sure that they follow the minimum rules to get you your minimum amount of money. Well, don't be crying. You broke. Quit crying. You broke, and you go into people who's making you broke. You tell that man to file it as, a, as, as an estate. I don't care if you do a 1041. You are an estate because you can tell if I die today, they call me a state. So why are you not following me as an estate? I'm defined as an infant as an estate. So what part of the IRS instructions tell you to file a 1040? What part of the IRS instructions tell you to file a 1040 on me when they say I'm an estate and a trust? What, where? Where is it at? You want to follow 1040? Show me where it says I got to follow 1040. Oh, now when they say, Mr. Rice, when they say, well, show us where it says that you are in a state or and you are in a trust. At the IRS place I just told you, IRS manual. Look at the IRS manual, section 21.7.13.3.2. Point two number two. It's a it's a definition of infant. I, I, was okay. I not born an infant? You're, you're that dead piece of that dead placenta and umbilical cord was called infant. The child went on with the mom and dad that was alive, but the infant that they've been using as a birth certificate is an estate. You all, matter of fact, every time you receive mail or you send mail back to someone. You need to put in red, comma, and a state after your name. Let them know what this is. I put a comma and a state in red to let them know this is an estate. Once, once the court knows this is an estate, then they can't make you surety. Excuse me. How you going to make me surety? You're violating uh, Proverbs what 11.15. A man of surety will suffer. I'm not here to suffer. Use scripture on them. Excuse me. I'm not surety. A man is surety for a stranger will suffer. Okay? What's that? Pro- and a stranger. Proverbs what? 11.15. 11.15. Okay. Okay. And, and look at the New King James Version because it spells it. It talks about. Surety. I think they got another name. Uh, it says smart. <laughs> it, they use that word smart. I remember when we were kids and when we burn our hair, did something. Ooh, that's smart. We used to think, but now people think smart means intelligence. But smart means hurt at one time. Mm-hmm. So I like the new the new King James version puts it in nice English. A man that is surety for a stranger will suffer. And the man is not will be cool, will be good. Now tell us again, what is the purpose of opting out of your voter's registration, and where do you go to opt out at? Well, well, I went to the, the voter's registration people, uh, the building. We have one on the boulevard here. And um, the, the point is, how can you say you're not a U.S. citizen? Because we're they are voters. We're voting for a what? A president. Well, if you qualified to vote for, or you signed up to vote for a president, 
that means that the president is part of the corporation. So that means you're a shareholder of that corporation and you're a voter of that corporation. You're allowed to vote. That means you're still part of that corporation. I quit. I basically quit. I quit. Tell them that you're going to another state and you just want to make sure that you're not on the, on the voter's roll call or whatever they call it, the roll, because you're going to mm-hmm. another state. So I want a letter mm-hmm. saying that this has been dissolved. So that's what I told them. I'm, I'm moving to another state. So mm-hmm. I, I got a letter that's certified from their boss. It's got a certified stamp, raised certified stamp from them. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't put an affidavit on it and said it to myself that they could part of my trust yet. But that's a, that's another way of stating that I'm 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 not the surety. I'm not even a corporation anymore because I quit. I quit the corporation. It's a corporation. I assume as an employee, you should be able to quit. <laughs> they can't tell you not to quit. Well, they anyway, look at you as a slave. Yeah, that's what you are. That's how you, that's how the act that you are, when you're acting like a debtor, you act like a debtor, then you're a slave. You have another master. You're a master. Mm-hmm. You're a slave. Something else I did, I want to, uh, well, let's go to the last, oh, I did the last, the third one was the agent, and I gave the law that mm-hmm. gave me my job description. Um, I got the, also, Michigan has a law that tells me how to mail the letters back to them. See, that's so neat, they even tell me how to mail it to them. MCL 450.70.702. And if you look at MCL 450.701, it basically says that I am the true and what is that lawful attorney in fact, so of the service of the process of service, attorney in fact of the process of service, which is my job description, the process of services. So that makes me have a secure interest. And if you look under UCC nine dash one o two. Number seventy-two and seventy-three, secure party, security agreement. They have two words in there: secure interest, security interest. So both of them have the same word defined. So those words, secure party, security agreement, is talking about a secure party creditor. So in other words, you become a secure party creditor of that corporation. So. We got all these hats we could wear. We could be a secure party creditor. We could be a grantor. We could be an executor. We could be a trustee. We could be a beneficiary. We can be all these things. You just wear, just know when to wear what hat. And all of this, it doesn't take away from me being a real man. It's just a different hat that I wear at the appropriate time. I got a hat. If you got, if you have a driving license, then you're just wearing a hat. Just because you have a driving license don't make you less of a man. Come on. It's just a job. Well, really, a driver's license is just giving you a privilege to do something. Yeah. But, 
that's what they say, but it also gave them the right to keep giving you tickets too. How you gonna, it, don't, it don't make no sense. How how you gonna have a privilege to drive with this license and at the same time they're giving you tickets? That don't make no sense. What kind of privilege is supposed to be giving me? If I break the law, all you're supposed to do is say, "Okay, man, be good, be cool. I know you got the license. Be good. You got a good license. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on." No, not penalize me for a license. What's the point of me having if you're gonna still throw me in jail? What kind of privilege is that? <laughs> oh well, you just follow our our, our charter, our, our rules, and oh, excuse me, I thought having a license, I don't supposed to have rules. <laughs> you know, well, unless I done physical harm to somebody, now we can go into this, you know, penalizing. If I done fit, but I run a red light. It was three o'clock in the morning. There wasn't another car on the street. So what? I made a right turn because there was no cars around. I looked left, right, and I made a right turn when I should have made it at that time limit. Or whatever time they said, I can only make a right turn. So what? Who did I harm? What is a license when they could penalize you for it? That don't make no sense. I don't get it. What's the point of having it? Get rid so of it. they can penalize you. They can make money off of you. It's all about money. Again, this is why we need to just make it so that when it comes down money, I I have the control in that money. I have the birth certificate that has the money registered. Uh, Are y'all are y'all like registered? No, y'all just licensed. Now I hope people understand a superior position we're talking here. A superior position because you have registered it. And it's not in the public. I'm not giving it to the state. I'm not giving it to the county. I'm giving it to myself. If they, if I want to show it to them, and this is what I did last Thursday, I put an article in the paper, and the article says, and I'm going to read my oh, what paper, what article. Paper? You put it in. Detroit, uh, Detroit uh, Legal News. That's the same paper okay. that they uh, um, put out, you know, uh, share sales on our homes and, and foreclosures mm-hmm. and stuff like that. First publication, August the 4th. That was Friday, 2017. If you go to Detroit Legal News and put my last name first and first and middle, my last name is Rice, comma, first and middle. You should be able to pull this article up. And then I don't have that other. I think they got stuff when I was four. I lost my house back in 2007. I didn't know what I was doing back then. Mm-hmm. So this is what got me in all this in the first place. But I got down here. Given notice, Rice, Myron Charles, private man, is the holder in due course in trust of a registered and authenticated birth certificate of live birth birth certificate, assumed name certificate, respectively. And I wrote the word respectively because I, well, that means that they all are registered and authenticated. So whenever you put something down common and you got a list of stuff, you have to say respectively so that it means each and every one of them are registered and authenticated. Mm-hmm. Also, 
name holder, and that's why I call myself a name holder, of a registered international private bank non-UCC financial statement. I have a, a, a bank, an 81 number. It has a UCC, and I put an international stamp on that UCC, paid what, dollar fifteen cents, something like that. Mm-hmm. Put an international stamp on that UCC one, where it looks like a one. However, it's a non-UCC. Of course, the straw man, the debtor, and the bank is the secure party creditor. And, of course, it's all registered to myself. So... Anyone wants to, I, I, I told them that's what I have. Now, anyone have any questions in there? If they want to see it, I, I don't have a problem showing it to me, showing it to them with a certain cost attached to it. Otherwise, I said authenticated, call up the state, you know, because what I will do from now on, I will give them certified copies of the affidavits each one of them. I'm not going to give them the birth certificate and the actual authentications and stuff. No. The affidavit, okay. the affidavit has all those numbers. I got them all written down. I, mm-hmm. I, I acknowledge that I got a, a federal affidavit, and this is the number that's on there. I got a reg, I got a uh, affidavit from the state, and this is the number on there. I got a birth certificate number. And this is the number on there. You know, all of this is going to be in the affidavit. So they could just check the numbers and call in or whoever they want to call in, and they would say, yep, that's true. I don't have to give them all that other information. It's like going to the bank and opening up a trust, and they want a certificate of trust. They just need to see what are you doing or a declaration of trust. Who, you know, just a preview. Who Who is the uh, trustee? Who is the beneficiary? But all the indenture, you don't. That's private. You don't give them Article One. All the articles you got in the in the trust, you you only giving them the the uh, preview, I guess. You know of who's who's what. Uh, well, that's what we're doing with this affidavit. We don't need to give them the whole stuff. Do the whole package. All you got to do is give them the affidavit because you acknowledged it. You use it as an acknowledgement. So that means anything is. You're acknowledging you're definitely going to write down everything on there on your own certificate of title. You're kind of creating your own certificate of title. And I know this may sound a little bit much, but you'll see it sooner or later in another month or two. I'll be talking like, oh, man, I know what he's talking about now. I, I didn't know when he said right. it. Because I get the same thing. I am doing the same. I go back and listen to those older Guru and man, I'm like, oh, I know what you're talking about, but I'm going to make it a better mousetrap. I hope you make mine a better mousetrap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How it works. Yeah, that's how it works. I make it. I'm combining two things, more than three things for it. What's his name? Christian Waters. It's talked about 2010. He's talking about UCC ones and and putting a secure and, and that separating your your name, your your real man from the straw man. Um, but I don't need a UCC one. That's public. I'm following none UCC. That's part in in the Article Nine. That that's part. That's private. That's part of the republic. They, the state can't register a non UCC. 
someone gave me a compliment. They like me because I only talk in private. I'm not giving nothing to the state. I'm not giving nothing. The state got something. If they want something, all they got, they got my authentication, okay? Well, all they did is witness the signature, but still, it's showing that it's in there. It's in a record, public record, at the state level. The federal, you got my authentication. It's at, at the federal level. It's public. That's a public record. The notary stamping it and signing it is a public record. Plus, I got witnesses. Yeah. Notary, the notary. I got the Secretary of State of the, of the state, and I got the Secretary of State of the federal. I got witnesses, too. And, this, uh, and then there's something that we can really argue about on a lot of these cases because I found, I figured out if you look under your the bottom of your birth certificate, it says register, and there's a doctor that signed it. It said register. If you look in Bouvier's uh, 1680, what is it, 16, uh, 1858 uh, Bouvier's, you would see that the register was an R A R on the end of it, not an E-R. Is in mm-hmm. probate. He's an officer of probate. So that means all of our stuff on this state is in probate court. So why are they private corporations are trying to put it in their courts? There you go. You might want to file, go to probate and have them file, uh, put an affidavit. These private corporations, why are they trying to take what's in my state? They're trespassing. Could you please have them? To address why the authority, the authority to trespass on my on my uh, um, my goods, my assets that's in my probate jurisdiction, not in their admiralty jurisdiction, probate. But it's on your birth certificate. So if it's on your birth certificate, that must mean everything's in probate. I have another caller. Let's see. Yes, uh, go ahead. Five one six, five one six four two five. Hi, Miss Beverly. Hi, Mister Ryan. How you doing, uh, Mister Rice? Mister Rice. Mister Rice. Sorry. Um, I had a okay. question about um a bank loan being a co-borrower to a bank loan. How would you um get out of a situation like that? Whereas the borrower stopped paying. And now your credit is destroyed. And how would you detach yourself from that situation? Well, if the borrower, if the borrower quit playing, and all you do is require ask, just asking for a bill. That's all you do. And then you do you decide which position you want to be in. Now, what what remedy you want? Do you want to be an agent? Do you want to be a trust? Or you want to be a debtor creditor? You got to decide which one of those three I name to be to get rid of the debt. So you figure out which one you want to do to get rid of it. But all three of them need a coupon. Once you get the presentment, now you you need to take control. They gave you an offer. You got to give them a counterclaim. You're the one in control when you give them a counterclaim. You know that. Okay. So if you're getting a bill, if the bill is going to be in your name, then you tell them, send it to me in my name so then you can take care of it. If it's in there, that person, other person's name, I don't see why it would even get on your credit report. But your credit could be the same thing. Look on the credit report. Who's on the credit report? And uh, accept it. You know, send them a letter. Send send them a coupon. Ask them for a bill. Send me another. Send me a bill. You saying I owe you this? Send me a certified copy. Certified means it's true and correct. 
You always try to get a certified copy of it. So you can say, please send me a certified copy of this debt that uh, alleged debt that you say that I owe, that you got on my credit report, and then you do the same thing to them. Because you'll be, okay. be surprised that the majority of them on your credit report are third-party debt collectors. Actually, initially, I got a David Clarence letter that I sent to him saying, I'm a trust, uh, the executive of a trust, and I never appoint you as trustee. Show me your authorization to trust pass. That trust is good, people. If you really understand how the trust operates, you have so much protection. Now we know why those rich white folks all have yes, trusts. All have trusts. Yeah. All have trusts. And us black folks go around your neighborhood and say, anyone with a trust, I give you a dollar. You'll be walking with that dollar back to McDonald's because nobody had one. <laughs> yeah. You would walk away. I guarantee you would have the dollar. You would still have a dollar in your pocket when you if you go down the whole block and ask anyone got a trust. What is your yeah, process it, of registering something to yourself? Say the easy. I mean, you just uh, you 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 go to the post office. Some of them give you the red registration. You know, the red and white sticker that you're gonna put on the yes. envelope. Uh-huh. Take some of them give it to you. So I have some at home. And I just put the number on the upper right-hand corner of my authentication, you know, my uh, affidavit. I don't mess with authentications. You can't alter those authentications. That's why I put the affidavit in. So I put that red number, that number on the affidavit, and um, then I fill it in. And I, make, I, I scan it all in. I scan everything in, in color. And then I uh, put it in an envelope. And I put the red sticker outside in the middle between the name, the return, and wherever the stamp is going to. I put it right there in the middle. Okay. And I don't even need a green card because I'm sending it to myself. Now, I have a post, me have a post office. And uh, are you in Lansing? Isn't that a Lansing number, 516? Oh, no, no, I'm New York. No, um, no, New no. York. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. I thought you said 516. But anyway, um, you, you, well, we uh, we can use our P.O. box. I got a P.O. box, but the post office allows us to use their address. So okay. I have the P.O. box in the upper left-hand corner, and then I have my address. I put the Myron Rice Estate. On the return address, I never put a name. You never, I never put a name on there. I just put the P.O. box. I never put a name because I don't want them to know who it's coming from. You know, if they okay. see my name. They might have me on a hit list or whatever, so don't open up his mail, so I don't put no name. But I put my address and my name, all cap, parentheses, and put the word of state after that. So it's like I'm sending it to my office, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my office. It's coming to my office, and I'm registering it to me. You know me? I think one time it came, and I got it the next day, and <laughs> sometimes two days it comes, two days later. But if you need to send it to someone, and you just print out the scan, once that you scan in, just print them out, and go get your certification. Put your certification number underneath the registered number. Put the certification number and then your thumbprint, because that's your seal. So like you're okay. giving them a certified copy of which, and you're using your thumbprint as your seal, you put that in an envelope. And you put the certification number on, on, on the envelope. You fold it over in the middle between, again, the return and wherever the stamp is. 
you put you put that in the middle of the envelope, and um, now they get they're gonna have a, when they open it up. It's a certified copy because you send it to them certified. Now, personally, I don't think you really need those green cards. That knock five, that knock about four or five dollars off of your bill if you don't get the green return card. When you could go to U, USPS and put the tracking number and get it in, in writing and do a mm-hmm. cut and paste, cut, cut and paste it and put it in Word. So they, they going to tell you when they were got when they got delivered, because a lot of these places now, the IRS, they have a central hub. All the mail goes to the same place, Utah, and then from there it goes out to the different people. And 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 because of that, what Amtrak saying that powder, most people right. in, they probably they may be in the mail room. That, that's not who you you're spending all that money registering it or yeah. to somebody and restricted. They never sign it, and the post office say they can't do anything. They, this is the only person that's gonna sign it, so they can't do anything. But they'll show, take your money. They'll keep your money. Mm-hmm. So don't use. I mean, the green card—that's nice if you want this guy, but you could just go online and print it up and save it. Is in that the good folders. in court? Is that that that's good in court when you're preparing your case? Yeah. Yeah, it it shows it's from the post office. Post office is a federal agency. They can't do anything. They cannot believe that. They cannot mm-hmm. sit there and say, oh, this is not right. They can contact the post office. They got a problem. And the post office give you your receipt with the tracking number and everything on it. That's mm-hmm. true. You're going to get that green and white sheet, that green and white car back, or that carbon copy of that uh, 3800 for the rest. So you got that with the, with the price stamped on there and that long sheet of paper <laughs> with the bill of yeah. laden on it, the bill of laden number on there, which says that, you know, they guarantee everything inside this envelope. Hmm. So Mr. you can right. staple that together. Yes. Are, are you still using those Kurt Kellenbach plates? Yes, I still have one on it, and because uh, they took one from me, the court had took the police took it, but he sent me <laughs> another one. But it's what I did, and I'm actually I'm waiting to hear from him. Is I took the certificate of title of the vehicle, and yeah. I put an affidavit on it, and registered it to myself and everything, huh. and then I surrendered I surrendered it back to the state, according to uh, international law UCC nine dash three zero three. That uh and um nine dash three oh four uh wait a minute, not three oh four, nine dash three oh three, they put to cease their jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Michigan Michigan has a law that's a little bit more clear. It's MCL two five seven dot two five eight. MCL two five seven dot two five eight number one number one H. Go down to H and it says the same thing that once you show it's yours and you surrender it to the Secretary of State, they're supposed to destroy their MCO or send me a send it to me. So that's what I'm waiting for it now. I sent it to I sent it about two weeks ago. I gave them twenty days. Mm-hmm. So wow. it's not so much what's on the vehicle that I worry about is that if it doesn't matter what you put on the vehicle, if it's still registered in the state, they're still going to have a right to tow it. So I really didn't care about the plates and all that. I mean, I still use it, and I ride around with it on, uh, but I, 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 they still towed it. They took the plate, they laughed at it and stuff. Laughed at the plate, they laughed at it, that is 
registered. He registered it and everything. They just say, "Well, you you know how to play games, don't you?" And they they just laughed at everything. But now, but taking the vehicle out of their possession, they won't be laughing at that. Because mm-hmm. they have to surrender it. That's international law. Okay, so you, you see, that's it. All right, thank you. You guys take care. Thank you. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, Mr. Rice, we have two minutes, and uh, give the people your Skype number, your email number, so they can contact you. Okay, my Skype number. I like Skype because I have a – I send okay. everything out Skype. It's uh, uh, Rice Tech, R-I-C-E-T-E-C-H, 6557. And my email is rice home r i c e h o m e one two zero seven four at juno j u n o dot com. That's rice home one two zero seven four at j u n o juno dot com. And for and Michigan, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. well, I no, just want to give you I got a little information here. I forgot to do this. When we were talking about that Mm -hmm. Detroit news, um, I went downtown, paid for parking and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. They sent my letter uh, to to Troy, and there's a lady named Ann, and you could call Ann. Mm -hmm. You could do everything. She said she prefer you all to email me whatever article you want to put in the legal news, and she'll add up the, the letters, the numbers, the words, and call you back and tell you how much it's going to cost. It cost me $54 and some odd cents for this article that I that I just read to y'all earlier. But So mm-hmm. you understand, Ann is her name in Michigan. Okay. 248-5500. Uh, okay. Her email is Ann, A-N-N, at LegalNews.com, Legal, L-E-G-A-L-N-E-W-S.com. Her fax number is 248-589-1823. And if you type it up and you got it and you get figure you got everything worded the way you want it, worded and whatever, Email it to her because she she won't have to type it in. She so that way she just cut and paste it. You know, say might save you a little oh, money. That, that is so much because you got to pay twenty dollars downtown if you go in the garage. So it's gonna Thank cost you. you more than, than that. So that's excellent. That's that definitely is. You got to pay for parking and eating and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 and, and but the lady, I mean, you went to the window and she didn't. She couldn't even tell you what you're gonna pay because it goes all the way up to Troy. So what the yeah. hell came downtown for? Go through all this, yeah. all this uh, mess when you could. This is so beautiful. And then you just, I just put on my debit card when she calls you and tell you how much. You just give her your mm-hmm. debit credit card. Yeah, that is so. I would be putting more articles in there now, man. man I mean, <laughs> like, I'll be throwing articles left and right, and they do it for three <laughs> weeks, one day a week. Cause fourth Friday was the fourth, and seven days after that they put it in on the seventh and uh, on the eleventh. I'm sorry, on the eleventh, and then seven days after that it'd be on the eighteenth. So those uh-huh. are three that they will give me an affidavit. So anytime again, I want to give someone notice. 
All I got to do is give them the, the uh, affidavit of the news and the article. And, of course, you can do mm-hmm. Anyone can go anywhere in the world and go into Detroit Legal News and look it up. Yeah. So they, yeah. they, 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 can, they can look. Yeah, they can look it up, and if they want something, some one of those, any of these items that I listed, I'll just give them the affidavit of the registered number. Because, mm-hmm. see, I use the registered number when I'm doing uh, the non-UCCs or whatever, because I don't want to be using all those numbers I got from the state and from the federal and from the birth. Oh, I don't want to use okay. other I don't use those file numbers for the AMC. They give you a file number. I don't need to use them anymore. Right. All I use is the registration number. That's it. Just the re- Oh, okay. You just put your registration number. You don't have to put all the other numbers on there. No, no. You could you consolidate it. All fall underneath it. Okay. And okay. again, all the all, all the numbers. Yeah, they're all in the package, and they're they definitely on an affidavit because, remember, the affidavit is acknowledging it, and then to put it in the trust. I'm sorry, there's another word you may want to put in it for something that we put inside the trust, acknowledgement mm-hmm. and special deposit and trust, or as trust read, special deposit. This is the, you're doing a special deposit and and so you put, you're doing, you're acknowledging it, you're acknowledging, you got to acknowledge the debt or acknowledge the case as a, as all, everything that we get from them is a presentment. They're trying to put, I, I agree with it, okay? It's, it's, I want it. It's mine. Now, it's, it's put into my trust. Now, Mr. Trustee, that you've been stealing from me all these years, you take care of this. Hmm. We, so we that, really say that again. That, I would say acknowledgement. What acknowledgement affidavit of acknowledgement and special deposit as trust res or in trust. Either one, you know, trust res means it's, it's an asset in the trust. So you could just say in trust. Just keep it simple. Okay. Don't want it too mm-hmm. long. Acknowledgement and special deposit in trust. So you're doing two things with this affidavit. And an affidavit is a statement of truth. It becomes law if they don't rebut it. No one rebutting anything. It becomes truth. Of course, they really don't get to see much of it when I'm registering it to myself anyway. And nobody's private. And so if you want to see it, give me some money. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you a copy of the affidavit that has everything on there. And remember, on the birth certificate, and the uh, certificate of live birth or the birth record, I put my picture on there. Ooh-wee, okay. So I mm-hmm. I got an ID now. I got a picture, and, I, right. and it was authenticated with the state. I just got another ID. I created my own state ID. So when you you when you um, you went to the Secretary of State and they authenticated your picture, you did you had an affidavit with your picture. Yeah, yeah, they they because uh, all they're looking at is the notary signature. They don't really care what the contents is. What's on there? Okay. Yeah, I yeah. understand though. They they're now looking at stuff. They said they told me if it's part of the UCC, they don't do that. Now I hear there's certain places they're starting to scrutinize what they are um, doing authentications on. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it can't be it can't be something rebellious. Or something against the United States. I, 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 
So anyone personally, I think they're talking about people like the Moors trying to, you know, say mm-hmm. I'm this, that, and the mm-hmm. other, and I'm the man, I'm the land. You know, that's that's con that's contrary to what the United States would say. So they work for the United States. They're not going to authenticate that. You know, okay. stick with your name. Stick with your name. Everyone, what about this name? This one lady, I got a, a, a name, Al Bay name, but i like, well, what's on your Social Security card? My birth certificate name. Well, if that's one you need to be authenticated. Forget that Al Bay name. It ain't got no money. I'm trying to control the money. That's right. Okay. That's true. Out there, quit change. Quit change. You don't need to run away from the name anymore telling you how you can make money from it. I mean, if you want a private name, you can name. We can AKU anything you want to be. And you can be anything you want to be. But still, go back to what's on your birth certificate. Wives, what's on, if you're married, what's on your Social Security card? That's where the money's at. So that's the one you need to be authenticated, uh, so and that's and that's good because why you know we have a problem because we're dealing with two names and we don't know. So use the name that's on your social security card. Is what you're saying? Yeah, you could use that name. You know, you okay. could attach the social a copy of social security on top of your birth certificate or something. You know, gotcha. same as, okay. or, or a marriage a marriage license. That's like in, okay. in a way, a marriage license is a merger of your estate to your husband's estate. It's a merger. Yes. So yes. that that would be that would be like a birth certificate. So authenticate yes. your marriage license. Authenticate your marriage license. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. That's because that's they, okay. they transfer all the funds from the state of your single name, your daddy name, and they change it all the way uh, to your to your husband name. Mm-hmm. So it's a merger. It's a it's a merger. So mm-hmm. treat it like it's a, something new. That money got transferred to, and the day you were born, and use your birth, your marriage license is, is like a birth certificate, like a new entity that was created, merging you and your husband's estate together. Gotcha. All right. And for those people who got this children process, well, problem where they try to take your children, whatever, they are property of the trust. Whatever, whoever come after you, where's the title? Because the only thing they're transferring is titles. The only thing these corporations, these licensed corporations, is transferring is the title. They want to possess the title, which gives them what? Like a possessionary of it. The house never leaves. That's why people, your great-great-grandkids could still come after your house unless you gave the house up yourself. Them going through these legal processes of share sales or whatever, if you didn't sign it over to them, then what they've done on the on the legal side can be rebutted and you can get your stuff back. Bottom line, you can get it back. It don't matter if your grandma, great-grandma, all of our assets stays in the trust. It's only the titles that got uh, conveyed. Only those certificate mm-hmm. titles was number color. They're number color titles anyway. Right. So those those are things you need to focus on. Those titles, uh, put an affidavit on it. You know, receive it. Put it back into the trust again. If so, if a private corporation saying that they control it, then take it and transfer it to yourself back to you again. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, mm-hmm. all right. Well, we're eight minutes after keeping it good. Any, uh, ask any more questions? <laughs> and, and, and it was just somebody in the chat room say that, you know, you can change your name, but your Social Security number uh, won't change. So that's a good idea. Yeah. Like you said, you can put your Social Security number on there or your birth certificate. I mean, marriage license. Yeah, how, how, what's that old saying? Follow the money. I don't care about the name. Right. Follow right, the money. Right. Where, exactly. What, what, what name got the money? Because that's the only thing we're trying to control the money, not the name. The name, mm-hmm. but we're doing mm-hmm. that as well with the A and C. And you could do A and C for both the names. You could do both your yes. very name and your annual birthday. You can do A and C for both of them. It's not like you can't have that's more than true. one business. That's right. That's true. But remember, when you ask the name holder, last name, comma, first, and middle, or given, mm-hmm. surname, comma, given name. Last That's name, colon, do you do colon, colon, uh, I, with the colon I just do, and I the just comma. do comma. I just do comma. Okay. I just do comma. All right. In okay. a, a regular sentence, any time there's a comma, then that means whatever follows is like a new ideal. Okay, okay. Uh, under, 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 English, under English grammar, just like on your promissory note on your house, in return for a loan I have received, and then comma. And then they start talking mm-hmm. about the, the note, the, uh, I would say, in return for the loan that I have received, comma. Then they start talking about the note and the mortgage, like a whole different subject matter now. Is it, when you okay. use a comma, it's a different subject matter. Gotcha. So I just use, I just and, use a comma. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, can uh, can you kind of um, maybe next week or something kind of – uh, go over in a little bit more detail UCC, the non-UCC? Yeah, and it's the same as a regular UCC. You just, on the bottom, down at the bottom, it's got a, a box that says non-UCC. You just check that. But everything but else is like the regular UCC. A lot of people don't even, you know, are not really good and familiar with the regular UCC. And yeah. where you file it at, and what you know, because so can you kind of maybe next week uh, give us some detailed information on the UCC? Yeah, and this I'll get more because I'm studying Article Nine that's been revised. But uh, Patrick Devine, if you go to his website, he got he has okay. examples what he what he did, it and he showed us what he did putting in box four as collateral. He made you forty five okay. million dollars. So he's putting, and then he has a second sheet that lists all your cases. It's like a UCC three, but he has a, okay. a step, another sheet that does the same thing where all your assets is listed in there, your driver's license, all the things that you're gonna that you know there's certificates out there that you have certificates on. You put that mm-hmm. on there so you can fold those items. So when you're ready to liquidate them, the non UCC is what you show them. I we this is part of our trust right here. So I need you to liquidate these items. Make them your—they already your trustee. Just make them do their job as a public trustee. Okay. They already trustees. They—they can't take money from you. They can't tell you what to do. They can't draw money out of your account unless they're already your trustees. But now you excuse me. Wake up. Smell the coffee. The trust. The grantors in the house. 
There's a new sheriff in town mm-hmm. now. That's all you're saying. There's a new sheriff in town, and you have to do what I tell you to do, not what you want to do. And they can't back out of it. Hell, they've been taking money out. They've been acting as a trustee. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to say, oh, I'm not the trustee anymore? Uh-uh, how are they going to do that? Excuse me. You ain't the trustee no more than what you've done before. You you did it criminally. You you trespass. You're a criminal. You trespass. Because you couldn't take money out of my bond unless you was a trustee. I'm glad you brought that up. You made a very good point. You made a very – you put it in a perspective. I didn't even see it that way. They always mm-hmm. been trustees. They had to be yeah. because they're taking money out of your bond. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah they are. They're they taking so they the trustees. So all mm-hmm. we need to do is flip the script and tell them there's a new sheriff. Now, I – because no one is recognizing the trust. No one's mm-hmm. not speaking trust in the courtroom. No one's not putting trust into to these bill collectors. I tell you, mm-hmm. and I showed you, I sent you a letter where – a bill collector asked for $1,100, and I gave him a, a letter saying, I'm executor, you're trespassing. And then they sent me a letter back saying, uh, we've been removed from this account, and if we put anything on your credit report, that's being removed too. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's a yes, powerful letter that we received. Yes, yes. So please so don't stop Before me. I let you go, are you saying we need to put the UCC and our um and our package too that we register into us. Yes, but I put my bank okay. as a as a secure party creditor. I use my bank because I got a I'm a bank okay. eighty one. I want the right, bank, and right. that's what I that's what I, that's what I said. You saw I put that on there that I got a non UCC a registered international private bank non UCC financial statement. Okay, that's what bank, you put in there. Yeah, because a bank uh, is under Article 4 because it, it right. is a non-profit. See, a non-profit is in the Constitution, but these profitable corporations are not in no Constitution. Gotcha. Okay, Mr. Rice, as always, we appreciate you, and um, uh, keep up the good work. And um, yeah. when you start running away from us, I'll have to slow you down a little bit. But <laughs> you keep telling us, you keep telling us it'll stick. It's sticking. Yeah. We're getting it. We're and, getting it. And down, download the recording and put it on slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I have to keep going back. I go back and listen and go back, rewind. And, and so, and also, you need to uh, put these recordings on your zip drive or whatever you call these things because you never know when they'll cut the Internet down or blog talk down. At least this is your private library. This is what you have. These are your private libraries, this information uh, that you're getting from uh, Mr. Rice. And, yeah, again, Mr. Rice, I, Rice, I want to appreciate you. Cause don't ask me, cause mm-hmm. I, I I haven't downloaded any time I spoke on any since I've been doing mm-hmm. this. I've never downloaded mm-hmm. because I don't want to second guess myself. 
Uh, you know, because I know right. that's like I, that's like I be doing these paperwork. Man, I, I'm I'm becoming more like a lawyer, like you wouldn't believe. I look at this paper, I'm like, I know. Damn, who, I do that. This look like an attorney wrote yeah. this paperwork. <laughs> and, and it's so yeah. funny because no matter how I've done it or what I've done, if I go back through it again, I could still be making changes on it. I'm like, oh my god, this is mm-hmm. that this you no, know, this perfection thing is crazy. But um, well, I want to say creating. It's yeah. creating. You're, and that's what we are. We're creators. We're the best at yeah. that. So, so that's what we do. So, yeah, someone someone told me a couple of days ago, he, he uh, Skyped me saying, I like to listen to you because you talk from the heart. That's it, people. Yeah. I am talking yeah. hard and experiences. I'm not talking, yeah. oh, uh, this is something so about yesterday. I, if someone else done it, I will let you know where to go because someone else mm-hmm. done it and you right. get the fundamentals because I have Oh my gosh! I don't know how many people mindsets I have in my head when I do these processes, and so many. I I still keep going back years because a lot of them knew it, but they were these are folks that were going to the library. They they didn't have internet. They went to the library to look for. Mm. But okay. we, we, we but I still changing it. When someone use UCC one, I use a non UCC. I use registered mm-hmm. in myself. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 can update it with what we use today, and mm-hmm. uh, no one's going to argue it because these are these folks are the ones that's changing the rules and making everything electronics and stuff. So we might have to just turn to what they're doing. But um, yeah. I'm in the point that first meeting I met earlier with these folks. That's fine, but I told them and for me to meet you again. I want to see a scanned copy of your affidavit, and it better have that registered number on top of it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, right. I want people who who's doing it. I don't want you to, you know, give me a template. No, you can you write one up, and then and send it to me, and I can edit it. I, I want you to understand what you're doing, not just exactly. changing the name and date on what I do. That's not going to work. Right, right, right. We, I need. I need creditors. I don't need debtors. I need creditors. I need mm-hmm. people who's gonna think mm-hmm. and not follow. Don't give me that. Uh, did anyone do this before? Oh, you, I, I can't give you how many times when I want done things that no one's <laughs> ever done before. The bank managers, oh, no one ever done this. The uh, probate, oh, no one ever followed this. Okay, well, I can read. Okay, so let's move on. But but you know you get that. When you go to the gatekeepers and they like, well, we don't know. We never had this paper before. We don't know. Nobody ever done that before. You get that with them because they be like totally lost. And the reason being because they're public and you're doing something private. So you better understand private. that too. Uh, sometimes, yeah. you can't yeah. go, sometimes you can't go in the front counter. Sometimes you have to mail it to the head of the department that took an oath of office. Yeah, okay. A lot of stuff they can't accept at the front counter because it's private. Yeah, 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 because they're looking at me like I'm from outer space. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and well, I don't have time to explain. I don't have time to sit there and, and have classes. That's not my job. I'm not here to teach And they're not going to they're not going to spend it anyway because they, they've no. been trained to just focus on doing things like a robot, do this, this, this. You know, they're not, they're not trained to think outside of the box. No, they, they're there to collect a check. That's it. That's as yes. far as they're concerned. Yes. I'm only here to collect yes. my check. Please don't ask me to think. 
All right. I well, am done. Well, Mr. Rice, thank you. We appreciate you until next week. Much yeah. love. And, okay. And, next, and, and for the callers, is the callers still on there? From now on, when you've got a debt, first thing I'm going to ask you is, uh, which one of the three remedies you want to do? <laughs> I'm not sure. Can't okay. go through all. You you got okay. to pick and choose how how you want to solve this problem. You want to be a creditor debtor way. You want to be a trust way, or you want to be an agent. So you decide. Right. Or to see, I say the agent slash the secure party creditor because the agent is a secure. Okay. So there's ways you could do this. Okay. Right. All right. Right. Excellent. Talk, Thank talk you, later. Mr. Rice. Okay. Peace. Peace and love. All right, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I'll be back on tomorrow with uh, uh, Jedi, LaToya Jedi, and she's got some good information for us tomorrow. Roots music for the 21st century. Reality music. Wordstone and power of the Rastaman. From the island of Jamaica to Hawaii, internationally to the world. Reality, oh, oh. reality, na na. Reality, oh yeah. Reality, na 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 na. Reality, oh yeah. Reality, na na. Reality, oh yeah. Reality. And sisters fighting to be free. Freedom ain't nowhere. 